Thanks for tuning in to today's Horsewoman podcast. Our show explores women in the horse industry as they share their dreams, challenges, successes. What drives these women? Well, let's find out. Good morning. This is Rose Cushing, host of today's Horsewoman podcast. I'm very excited today. We have this magnificent three-day eventer online for you to get to know a little bit about. Her name is Zoe Rittenhouse Crawford, and she's based in Tryon, North Carolina. So, Zoe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you. I've been watching your accomplishments on Facebook and in social media. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about your recent accomplishments and the things that you've been doing. So this past fall at the Maryland Five Star, I finished 13th um, with the horse that I've gone all the way up the levels with. And we had a personal best dressage score at the level and was was double clear on cross country. Five stars is a pretty big deal, is it not? Yeah, it is. That's about as high as you can go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you have aspirations of being on the Olympic team? Um, Yeah, I would. You know, I would love to be able to just compete every year at the five-star level and be good enough to get selected for Olympics or any sort of world championship, being able to ride on the American teams. I bet that day will come for you. You've been working really hard at it. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about how you got into horses. So I grew up in Boston, Massachusetts, in the city. A lot of people ask me if I actually grew up in the city. And I was like, yes, in the city, (laughs) in the city limits. Uh Um, But my grandparents had a cabin up in New Hampshire that we would go to in the summer. And there was a barn really close by. And so my parents started having me taking lessons there. And luckily enough, when I started taking lessons, they realized that they'd be going to the barn a lot. So... They started taking lessons, too, and we'd have family, group family lessons together. Um, But I was really lucky that they got interested in horses when I did because um, they were willing to spend lots of time driving to and from the barn or being at the barn and they sort of understand why I want to do horses full-time because they have a little idea about it, which has been very nice. <laughs> right. But growing up um, growing up in the city, you know, they, there aren't any barns that close by, so going through middle school and high school, I would take the train, I'd catch the commuter rail after school and take it out of the city to go to the barn every day, and I sort of just grew up doing Coney Club and local hunter jumper um, shows and just really local stuff. But I sort of always had uh, a desire to try out eventing. So when I was getting ready to graduate high school, I contacted a woman named Jeannie Clark and asked if I could go to Florida with her to be her working student. Um, and she said yes. So I went to Florida for 
um, senior after high school, and that was sort of my introduction to eventing. And once I was down in Florida and had done a few events, I it was pretty clear to me that eventing is what I wanted to do. Um, but I did go. I did go to college. That was sort of a non-negotiable with my parents. <laughs> yeah, good idea. So, Yep, yep, yep. I rode through college um, and sort of just kept moving up the levels with my the mayor that I had. And, you know, I didn't really know anything about eventing, so I really had no idea how far the horse could go. And we sort of just kept picking the boxes and moving up to the next level and picking those boxes and... Um, kept going, and she was my very first event horse, and she was the first the first horse that I have gone five-star on, so it was really cool to be able to go all the way up the levels with her. Did you train her? I, so, yeah, I got her pretty much as a green broke six-year-old, so you could get on and sort of steer, and she'd jump whatever was in front of her, but <laughs> she had no competition experience um so we've learned everything together and gone all the way up the level together that's really really impressive what a great job (laughs) so as you you've gone along you know you've you've developed your your own barn now is that correct Mm -hmm. and you train horses and you train people yep i offer uh training board or help people sell horses or if they just want to come in for some lessons or training. Um, I do a little bit of clinicing as well when I have time, so uh, a little bit of everything. Do you have any clinics coming up this year? Um, Right now I just have some pony club clinics uh, scheduled, but I have time that if anyone's interested in having me out for a clinic, I would be Love to go and do that. All right. Good to know. So you've done quite a lot in your young career. What kind of things do you have on your bucket list for the future? Um, So with my mare, I would love to take her over to England this fall to compete at a five-star over in England called Burley. Uh Uh-huh. She is 17 this year, so... She's never going to say no to doing the job. It's just that if she stays fit enough, I think she'll keep going right. forever. But I really want to try to get over to Burley this year with her. Because um, everyone who's been over there said, oh, she'd be perfect for Burley because the fences are absolutely massive. And the horse's name is Zara. And Zara is not afraid of it anything. I see you can point her at anything and she will try something. Sounds like she's got a Uh, tremendous amount of heart. Yes, she does. She does. She tries 110% all the time. Um, But I would also love to, I really like working with young horses, so I'd love to have, be able to produce young horses um, up through the levels. Um, the young ones I've had, I haven't been able to have, they're very long, so I'd really like starting them 
young and being able to do everything with them. So I'd really love to be able to bring, you know, produce young horses and bring them all the way through the levels of, of eventing and try to keep producing ones to the five stars. Now, tell us a little bit about Burley because I've heard a lot about it. You know, most of the people that I've interviewed in Inventing World, Burley was either they had done it or it was on their bucket list. So tell our listeners yeah. a little bit about it because it's a stiff competition. Oh, yeah. It is like the, the top of the top for the five stars, I think. And I've never been, but I've, you know, I've been told it's huge. The fences are huge. And it's sort of, everything is just such ingrained in the culture over in England that they have, I don't even know, probably close to 100,000 spectators that come. So the cross-country course is absolutely packed. And there's just so much history um, with that show. And it's such an iconic thing. And it's sort of... You know, it's been around for so long and it's so prestigious that, it, you know, it's sort of on everyone's bucket list to try to get there. But you also, it's sort of rare to have a horse that you think the Burley course would be suitable for. So, since I have one right now that everyone <laughs> tells me that she would be amazing at Burley, but I do really want to try to get over there. For sure. I mean, because that literally, literally is the best of the best, no doubt about it. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, yeah. you, you can't really compete in Burley until you're ready because it's not for amateurs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And I've done, I've, with my mare, I've done four or five stars at this point. I've been to Kentucky twice and then Maryland twice. And we're planning on going back to Kentucky again this spring. So hopefully, after having five five stars under our belt, we'll be ready for that. I would certainly think so. That that that's quite an impressive record. <laughs> now, of all the courses that you've competed on, which one's your favorite? Um, I love Kentucky. I love Land Rover. The first year, unfortunately, the first year I went was. Um, Still in COVID, so there's no spectators. But, you know, especially since up until last year, Kentucky was the only five star in the U.S., it just had a really, really special feel being able to finally get there. Right. Um, and it's just so beautiful with a huge stadium and the cross country course is gorgeous that it's, I just love, <laughs> love Kentucky. Right, right. <laughs> I, uh, try to go, even for just regular events, try to go as much as I can because that's what, probably my favorite venue. And Land Rover is probably my favorite show. And when you um, do three-day eventing, what's your favorite of the three events? Well, I, cross country because I think you only do three-day eventing if cross country really is your favorite. Well, I think so, too. Is, does any of the events intimidate you more than another? Well, I think as when they get, you know, when this, the fences get bigger, it can be quite intimidating. But um, I, since I've been with my horse for, I think it's coming up on 11 years now, 
Um, I know her so well, and I trust her that uh, I get, you know, I get nervous and defenses are intimidating, but I know she can jump everything, and I trust her so much that um, I'll get nervous and whatnot, but not scared because I trust her and I know that she knows her job. Right. That, that's a wonderful bond and relationship, without a doubt. Yeah, and I think that one of the most important things in eventing is really having a good partnership with your horse because you have to trust them and they have to trust you because you ask so much of them out on cross-country. Right, right. And I, I would think it would be a challenging sport in that, you know, you you do what do you do first? Which which one of the three is the first day? Dressage. Okay, so you do dressage, and they have to be like precise and pretty, and you know controlled. And then the next yeah. day, you you do stadium jumping. Uh, it sort of depends on uh, the show. The bigger ones, you do dressage and then cross country. Okay, and then you have to reel them back in for the the show jumping. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, that would that would make it a little more complicated as well, I would guess. Oh yeah, especially because they have to be so fit for the cross country. And when you go to a show, they know they're at a show. They know they're about to go cross country. Right. Soon, and then you have to put them in, reel them in, and try to get <laughs> get them settled down to do the massage. So I think it's incredibly difficult. I would think so too. That and for yourself as well, because you know you know cross country is coming. So. Yeah. What a thrilling, thrilling sport to see and watch, and I, I can't even imagine what it would be like to ride in it. Yes. Now, a horse industry, our horse industry is a very, very hard place to make a living. So yes. what advice would you give to women coming into our industry as to how to do well and leave their mark on the world? Um, you know, I think the biggest, one of the biggest things is it's really hard, but you have to, you have to be your own cheerleader, and you have to really want to do it and surround yourself with people who can support you. And that doesn't mean you know. I'm not saying support you financially. I'm saying someone you can call any time of day and vent to, or. You know, people who understand what you're going through because we're all going to have really tough days and go through times where um, we just get discouraged. So I think you, you, it's really important to surround yourself with friends who are going to support you through the long days and the difficult times. Um, and I know it's... I struggle with this, and it's, I think it's one of the hardest things to do is not try not to compare yourself to other people or how other people are running their business or how they're doing. Um, you really have to focus on, you know, yourself and just trying to keep working and work towards your goals. And that's not it's not easy by any means, but. You sort of have to keep reminding yourself that and have people around you that can remind you as well. I agree. I think that kind of support system is, is really imperative because 
if you don't have that, you know, there's times when you got to be reminded, you got this, you can do this. You know, this is a yeah. walk in the park. Yeah. <laughs> because everybody yeah. doubts themselves from, you know, now on occasion. Oh, yeah. And I sure have friends that I call and I'm like, I just need to vent. I need to hear that it's all going to be okay. Right. And, right. Or I, you know, people used to call me like, look, I'm really struggling. But just with, like, the mentality, can I just vent to you or chat or, you know, yeah. Well, you know, when you show, regardless of the, the discipline that you show in, it's a mental game as much as anything. And uh, Oh, yeah. You know, when I do a TV show or a podcast, you know, my mind's got to be right that, you know, I got this and I'm good at what I do when I, when I cut on the button to record or it's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I can I can see where you you need that person to just, and even if if you know you need to vent and you're wrong and you were right, the person was wrong that you're t venting about, you still got to be told you're right, and I don't blame you for being mad. You just have to suck it up and keep going. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just need to be able to get get it off. You're, you're frustrations or you know disappointment after a show or with something. Just get it off your chest. Yep. Definitely so. Hey y'all, this is Lonnie from Mule City Specialty Feeds located in Benson, North Carolina. It's almost springtime. Is your horse blooming? Does your horse have a shiny coat and healthy hooves? How much extra time and money are you spending mixing supplements in the feed room when you could be enjoying your horse in the arena or out on the trail? Then look no further. Mule City Specialty Feeds has a line of equine feeds that delivers maximum nutrition from your performance horse to your weekend trail horse. Our line of Maximum Nutrition Equine Feeds offers five different complete balanced formulas that will take you out of the feed room and into the saddle. In addition to equine feeds, we also offer complete feeds for your barnyard pets and livestock. For more details, visit our website at mulecity.com, follow us on Facebook, or give us a call at 1-800-587-9229. And don't forget, Mule City delivers. So for everybody out there listening, if they're interested in having you train a horse or work with them or help them find a horse or sell one, how can they reach you? Um, the best way to reach me is probably to either call me or shoot me a message, text message. Um, my cell phone number is 617-997-9012. I also have a website that's not all right that sounds really good and for everybody out there listening i hope you'll give zoe a call even if you have questions about the sport and want to know how to get involved with it yeah so zoe thank you for being on the show today Oh, thank you for having me. And as always, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Our souls wander in similar places. Even though we may not know each other, we touch the same wind, we walk under the same sky, and our hearts wander in the same dreams. We are one, women just like you and me. Thank you for listening. <music>